This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, 16 and Flacco, you know, 16 and Flacco got into it. Who he yeah. spit on? Flacco. Flacco. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, that's where you know Flacco from. No, but I'll but I be watching Fla- mm. like Flacco, like, I feel like... Because he's so he's like an academics. He like baby academics. So Literally I, came right out of Axe Nutsack. So I feel like he he sorry like, Flacco. People, if people hate academics, they gonna hate anything like him. So I feel like they like the camera, the spotlight is on him because he act like academics. So it's a good thing and a bad thing. You feel yeah. me? But it's more good though because people want to watch it just to see what the. Baby academics. Yeah, Flacco say. definitely. And he's funny. Yeah, yeah, and he, then his stutter makes him funnier. You think like. If Flacco gets ran down on, that it kind of is like a bad look for Ack, because that's like his son. No, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think nobody run down on Flacco though. Well, I mean, he did get spit on. That's, but yeah, that's the the first step. But he said, nah, nah. But if you watch that interview, six, he was pushing sixteen to the limit. He was pushing his buttons on purpose. Bad. Yeah, I feel like sixteen played into his hands a little bit. Maybe, but I, I, it I was normally I would be so upset if somebody. Violated one of the hosts or spit on one of the hosts, but when I watched that interview, I was like, "Flacco's asking for I it." I could see it. Yeah, you can't really just call somebody a cloud chaser to their face over and over and over like that and just think it's gonna be cool. Do right? you think getting slapped or getting spit on is the worst? Is the most disrespectful thing you can somebody can do to you? I'd rather you slap me because then we like, if you spit on me, it's over. Like I, I don't know. Both are so bad. Both so. are so bad, but the spit is just even worse to me. I don't know. What if they spit on your booty hole? Smack you, knock you That's out, then spit on your crazier. booty hole. Some, that happened to somebody. That'd be that happening in jail. It's yeah. like, a new way. That's the thing in jail. <laughs> they doing the that in New York jail too? <laughs> Listen, man, that be happening. It's at in Rikers jail. now. It made its way there. Wow, yeah. really? Upstate. I wouldn't say New York like Rikers, yeah. but if, if somebody knock you out. To violate you, they're going to they gonna spin you. Ever been a better time for a no homo than when you just spit on someone's ass after you knocked them out? Like I don't that's, know how you So mean. you really getting violated in in three different ways. Because you got knocked out, somebody spin your ass, and he and they're going to talk about it. So you that's just why got, doing you got the it. trifecta. You got violated three times. Oof. You got to live with that. Take me to Nebraska. I don't want to be in do the work. New York prison. No, they probably you in Nebraska. Like actually penetrating. I'd almost rather get and just have somebody spit on my boot. We got to interview the guy who started the, uh, the the Savage Life. Remember, Tay said he knows the person who invented it. Adam, you a kinky dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were ready to get this. You a kinky dude, man. Just kidding. I take yeah. it back. Because in reality, the spit would be way better. It's way less intrusive. But it's just as disrespectful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're supposed to call you P2 for the introduction. Supreme is... Junior P2. Right. Whichever one roll off your tongue, easier pause. Definitely. And you Supreme the f*** out today. Gotta rep my Gotta rep. Gotta. You never seen nobody with no goggles and no glasses on at the same time. 
That is actually crazy, though, that Supreme came up in a pre-Supreme era. Too. Supreme, the Supreme Forces. Before there was... Supreme Socks. <laughs> before there was Supreme, the clothing line, there was, was Supreme, my dad. the street legend. That's it. Yeah. You feel me? That's it. I mean, there's a couple other dudes named Supreme, but I feel like he was the influence, though. You feel me? Because mm. there's nobody bigger than him with that name. I'm starting off saying nobody bigger than him. They, they've been killing me talking about nobody bigger than him, but... In a specific world. Yeah, with the name though, Supreme, like it's like a a God body name. Like Supreme means the Most High. Oh, the most that's imp- the origin yeah, so of that, it. Yeah, okay. That's the origin. Yeah. So yeah, so he was his teacher named him Supreme. The dude who like taught him about the Islam God, the, and God shit. the God body, the five percent nation. Right. And then like a whole bunch of other people just started taking on that that name from Brooklyn, from the Bronx. Like it been a whole bunch of other Supremes, but he's the biggest one. Right. Pause. So. Your mom and Supreme were together. Were they were they ever like together for a long period yeah, of time? They or was, they were together since eighty four. Okay, how and many kids did he actually have? Okay, well, I just found out recently. Well, it's none been confirmed besides mm-hmm. me, but him being who he was, him doing his thing, probably got ten kids, probably got twenty kids. Who knows? Right, but none confirmed. Okay. Yeah. And so your your life was like, how much was he in your life? As I mean, he young? went to jail when I was four. Four. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't really nothing. Right. But I mean, yeah. But that's I feel like that's like normal when your dad or your mom is in the streets, though. Like, right. The jail is inevitable unless you're gonna tell. But he would never do no like that. So he's gonna be gone. So your mom was like a part of the street. No, life hell too, no. My mother. Point? I'm saying if your mom was a part of the street culture yeah, or right. in that that realm. Jail, death, or like ratting is inevitable. You feel me? Like that's what's gonna happen. That's what you're gonna get with that. Unless you make two million dollars and get out, but who really have that mind frame that make? If I made two million dollars this quick, I'm I'm gonna keep going. Right. You feel me? So a lot of people don't think like that. Longevity. But so, at what point do you start realizing that your dad has this reputation? Um, probably like eleven or twelve. Like I'm going to the barbershop in my neighborhood. And like I'm going in the barbershops and like the guys in the barbershop like, yo, that's Supreme son. Yo, yo, come here, yo. They giving me mad wads of cash and like buying me sneakers, taking me this, going here, doing this, giving me the keys to their car. Like, and I'm like, yo, ma, who the f is this guy that everybody's saying is my dad? Cause you know, me and her never really talked about it. So she finally sat me down and she told me like, and after she told me that, I was like, Oh, I can use this guy to get what I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's do that. Right. So were you still growing up in New York or in yeah. Queens at the time? Yeah. In Queens, like literally in Queens. Yeah. Literally in like right in the, the middle of everything where he was moving around like I'm right there. All right, because he was from Baisley Projects. Yeah. All right, so where is that? He at? lived in the houses across from the projects, but that's in South Jamaica, Queens, though. All right, and you grew up in South Jamaica, I grew up Queens. four blocks away from the projects. In house, I was in a house, but I grew up like four blocks away from the projects, though. Was your mom ever concerned that his enemies might do something to her or you? Absolutely. Really? So you kind of grew ne- up knowing I about never that? went to school in Queens. Really? I went to school in Manhattan, private school my whole life. Wow. My mom, I'm my mom's only kid. So she was like very like, like very overprotective. Like she, I'm like her only thing that she has, you know? How long you got to sit on the bus to go from South Side? I had to a make driver. It? Oh, yeah. yeah I had a driver. That's far as f- right? It's, it's like, like, like an hour. Okay. Like an hour, maybe 45 minutes on the train. Right. But it's yeah, like we, different planets. Yeah, like a Manhattan lot, and Queens is polar opposites. A lot of people who grow up in Southside Jamaica, Queens, will probably never go to Manhattan. Or they'll That's go like once a year. Let me tell you a yeah. funny story about that. Yeah. So like me in high school, like I was dealing with like a lot of the Catholic school girls. Mm. And like I would bring them to like my neighborhood and the guys would look at them like, you just bought 
white girls and Spanish girls to the neighborhood. Like, right. you're a king. Because they wasn't used to that. They were used to the regular average girls in the neighborhood, stuff like that. When I started bringing the people I was around from the city to Queens and then bringing my friends with me to the city, it was like a shell shock to them. Mm. So I feel like I'm like the the gatekeeper in a way. You was bridging the gap. So you said uh, you had a driver taking you to and from school? Yeah. So I'm guessing when your dad got locked up, you still had some money flowing around. No, but it wasn't from him, though. It was my mother. What was she up to? She had a real illegal job. She she works like, she's like uh, under, it's the commissioner, and then it's her position, her title. I forgot the name of her title, but like my mom, been, even when she was dealing with my father, she was always working like, so was it a thing where like you were super well known and like everybody knew about your dad in Southside Jamaica Queens, but then you go to Manhattan, it's like not an issue at all. Like but you know, it's so crazy. It. it kind of spilled over into high school, really, because then of, the kids start getting smarter. Because the rap music, you know, yeah, the rap yeah, music. He's saying people saying his names, and then I'm, it might be two kids in the school from Queens, and then they might know who I am, and then they pass it to somebody that passes to somebody, and this is paying telephone before you know it, the whole school know who I am. Mm. So it kind of like when you, I feel like when you run away from stuff, it's still going to, it's still going to find you. Like you can run however far, but it's going to find you. You feel me? Me being who I am, it found me. Like my mother couldn't shelter me from it. She couldn't hide it. What's your read on why your mom might've ended up in a relationship with somebody who was basically like a drug kingpin? Cause like at a certain point you got to kind of look at your mom and be like, damn, like that says something about you that you chose to be in a relationship with somebody who was living such a high risk life. Mm, not really, because maybe he turned it off when he was with her. Right. Maybe he wasn't that person when he was with her. You know. Maybe people, he was all the way in before he even let her know, like, hey, yeah. this is what I'm doing, yeah. And also, you got to remember, too, like, in the 80s, like, either you were selling drugs or doing them. True. It was so, a lot more normalized yeah, at the time. Especially yeah. in New York. So, I mean, like, oh, I'm dating a drug dealer. Like, that was the norm, like you just said. Like, yeah. You know, like, I don't think that's outlandish or far-fetched for a woman to be dating a drug dealer in the 80s yeah, or the yeah. 90s. It's no, the regular shit. Right. So what was your relationship like with any of the other guys that were a part of the Supreme Team? Because when your dad got booked, I'm pretty sure some of his homies were still um, around trying to I, be in your life. Some, yeah, some of them some of them are like uncles to me. Like those are some of the guys that was in the barbershop taking me places, giving me money, you know, showing me different things, trying to school me, stuff like that. So I definitely have like a good relationship with like maybe a good five or six of them mm -hmm. that, that had just did a crazy bid that had done 10 or 15 years or 18 years or 20 years. So like... I feel like somebody coming from that life, their day time was solid, and then they came home and then started like a legal business or doing something productive. That's the person that I want to learn from. I don't want to learn from somebody that did 20 years, came home, and still trying to be in the game. Like, you just wasted 20 years of your life. Why do you feel like you still want to do this? Don't come back to doing what you make. Doing. I'm a logical person. I'm probably the most logical person you'll ever meet. So if it don't make sense to me, I don't want to be around it. So after getting, so you said your dad got locked up when you were four years old. Was uh, what was the circumstances for money at that time? Like, did you have to, your mom? Nah, she, never wanted for she nothing. Was making paper, I was right? in private school, bro, driving to school in Range Rovers my whole life. I never, my mother never let me want for nothing. Never. All on her dime. Not nothing to do with him. All on her. Like, she, my mother's a beast. She's a go getter, bro. I feel like that's why a lot of people say I remind them of him. Until they meet my mom and they be like, yo, nah, you your mom's twin. You act like her, your work ethic, everything. But before they meet her, they say, yo, you your dad's twin. And then they meet her, they be like, okay, never mind. Right. And, and so what was your perspective on the streets? Because obviously you're growing up in an area, like you might be going to private school and stuff, but you're also 
meeting people you're kind of in this area you're probably like hearing all this shit is it is it something where you thought the streets were this this cool ass thing that you wanted to get involved with or were you looking at uh, some, some hell yeah shit? i thought it was cool to get involved in because i was a nerd like mm. i was playing baseball i'm in catholic school you know you always want to know what's that that the unknown right. like you always want to go explore the unknown so i'm like people telling me yo your pops is this your pops is ill yo you got to be like him you got to move i'm like like, you can't tell a 13, 14-year-old kid that shit because that shit going to get in his mental and he going to really want to pursue that. Mm. So I'm like, damn, let me go. I never sold drugs and none of that stuff, but I was around the street stuff. I'm in, like, I was, I was like, interested in it. I wanted to, but people was like, get the fuck out. Go play baseball. Chill out. Mm. But I still was searching for something, though, because I wanted to live up to that name. Right. Like, I wanted to be like, yo, I'll see the admiration that he got. So I'm like, yo, I want that, too. Like, I love that. He's like an NBA player. He's like a, a rapper. Yeah. So I wanted that. No, definitely. That must be that must have been kind of weird. But like, do you recall like a certain point where you started to realize like, all right, maybe I don't want to actually be going in this direction because you start because obviously like your dad's doing this long ass prison bid, but when you're a young ass teenager, you're looking at that and you're thinking like, yeah, that is fucked up. But that's not like as a kid, it's so hard to see the repercussions of the shit that you might get into. So even something like your dad doing 20 years in prison life might, he got life life right yeah. that might not be enough to make you realize like oh i don't want to take this risk well i feel like the older you get the more mature you get mm. so you feel me even if you was even if i was doing it you know you if you fall and bump your head a couple times you're gonna say damn i don't want to fall no more that shit hurt so i mean i didn't really have to go through nothing extreme to make me realize like yo this is not what you're supposed to be doing like i seen little right i'm i'm a person that take heed to the writing on the wall like if I see the signs on the wall, I ain't gonna say, man. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna pay attention. Like, yo, why well, I keep seeing these signs on the wall? Maybe this isn't the right direction I need to be going. So mm. I'm a quick, I'm a, I, I, I found out quick. Like, street life ain't it. Yeah, it's not it. What was your relationship like with your dad after he got arrested? Were you keeping up with him? Going um, to visit we, him? We, 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 um, were more so writing letters. Like I would talk to him on the phone, but the letters was like real heavy. Like, so yeah, and he always was trying to be like teach me militants. Like, be militant, watch who you're around, watch your surroundings, don't do this, make sure you circle the block. Like, he was, like, a real, like, real militant person, bro. Like, it wasn't, I tell everybody, it wasn't, like, the typical father and son relationship. Like, he was, like, on some man-to-man shit. Like, he was trying to instill in me values that he knew at his age when I was a kid. So, like, I grew up a little bit different, a little bit more structured. Teenagers aren't structured, you feel me? And boys, they develop slower than a female, but I feel like I was more advanced and more structured because I had him and other male figures that was schooling me on what to do and what not to do. That was going to be another question I had for you. So, like, did your mom, like, have uh, another boyfriend after your dad got locked up? Did you have, like, another role model in your life? or Nah. I never I never seen another guy. Really? And I joke with my mom, like, still to this day, like, yo, if he came home, you probably would, like, she was like, boy, get out of here. But I know that, though, because, like, my mom, because why you didn't have another boyfriend? Right. You get what I'm saying? Like She just gave up on... I wouldn't say gave up. Maybe she just hid it from me really well. Yeah. I, I can't I can't speak on her personal life because it was her personal life. I wasn't, you feel me? But she never let me see that. But even now, if she was like dating, 
you would probably kind of figure it out at a certain point, right? Yeah. Like at some fact. point, it's going to get serious enough with a guy that you end up having. Yeah, to but him, I right? ain't on no baby boy shit though. Like, you see how <laughs> baby boy was with his mother. Like he was like, I'm not. If if you make my mother happy, like I don't. You feel me? Like, right. You don't have have no relationship with me. I'm a grown ass man. I don't want no relationship with another man. Right. But make my mother happy. Do you do your job, and then we good, bro. You you got my blessings. But I mean, one. I'm not a person that give you multiple chances. One chance. One thing you do wrong. But that, like, what you're describing, I feel like is so uncommon now. But for the older generation, like, I have known a lot of people throughout my life who the the mom maybe gets divorced when she's 30, 35, and just never really gets into another relationship after that. Like, they just kind of look at it as, like, they never wanted to get divorced in the first place. Yeah. But remarrying or, or dating, like, I don't know. It's just, like, there's different, like, cultural stigmas around. I don't it. really, my mom is a loner. Like, she's comfortable in her own skin being by herself. Like, mm. she has a lot of friends. She's an introvert and an extrovert at the same time. Like, she has a lot of friends. She's the life of the party. She go out, she chill, but she, like, she she's in, she thoroughly enjoys being by herself. Right. Like, she doesn't mind being by herself. So, I don't, she, she probably didn't feel like she needed another person. And going through something like that with him, she probably was traumatized. Like, I ain't doing this shit no more. Mm. Like, word. And it's like if you've kind of been to the top of the animal kingdom, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be kind of weird yeah. to go down. That's after, like that's right? like with Kim Kardashian. Like how you go from Kanye to Pete Davidson. Like right. how you drop off that much. But like, at least Pete Davidson is a millionaire. He's super famous, and you know, it, yeah. I mean, like those things. Like, like it's that comparison to he, Ye. You can't leave Ye though. That Ye is like Ye. Yeah, but Ye is also out of his fucking mind. Pete, at so this is Pete. Point. Pete is too though. Yeah, you might be right, but. <laughs> But in general, like it, her dating a Footlock man, a Footlocker manager would have blown my fucking mind. Her yeah. dating like a guy who's on SNL every week, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not. But that maybe, surprised. but then, then again, you gotta look at it from like okay, maybe me being at the top of the totem pole didn't work, so let me go to the bottom and see if that might work for me. Right. Females think weird, bro. Like yeah. you can never pinpoint something with a female because their brain just is like crazy. Right. <laughs> right so when we talk Supreme Team, everybody, we, we have to mention this guy, Fifty Cent. 50 is... Go ahead, finish it, finish, finish, finish. 50 finish. names comes up every time we talk about Supreme because they had like this... Yeah. Th there were their, like, you know what I'm saying, arch nemesis, rivals or whatever. Mm-hmm. How, what, all right, so how old are you now? 28. So what age were you when you first started hearing about 50 Cent? You were born in 95? Yeah. 50 heard, blows up in, in 2022. Or 2002, sorry. Yeah, yeah 03, that so, time yeah, period. So yeah, eight years old. And I was a fan. Like, That's how can you not be? Like, I'm not a liar. I'm not going to get on nobody's camera and nobody's screen and lie. Like, he was the biggest. I'm from Queens. I'm from New York. He's the biggest thing moving. Like, I was a fan. Like, I had. Remember I told y'all I found out about who my dad was when I was like 12, 11, 12, 13? So you, those ages. You, you were a 50 fan for a while before you That's what I'm about, That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, yo, I had posters of this guy. Like, I was. I, I knew every word to every song. Like, my mother used to buy me the G unit sneakers. I had was wearing the do rags. Like that was like he was the the person. I was a fan. You didn't have the wife beaters with the striped I had colored all that. sleeves. I had oh, all that. No. The, the, the G unit tank tops. The, the G unit tank tops. I had all that. I had that. the shoes. I never had the tanks up. Like yeah. I was a like I bro. I'm telling you, like I had his poster, bro. Yeah. Like I'm and then like could you imagine like me going through that shell shock? Like me finding out my dad is like. His arch, I'm like, yo. So how did you find out? Like, what's the day like? I was like, all right, I, I can't mean, fuck with 50 no more because of. You said, how did I find out? What made me feel that way? What made you feel like you can't be a fan? Or how did you even find yeah, out? Yeah, how did you find out? How did I find out about the situation? I'm like, 
through the music, through, right? Through, through the people in the neighborhood. Like, people telling me, people putting me on. Like Because if you keep listening to 50 Cent and you go back to them as, his older stuff, you're going to start, like, actually hearing tales and yeah. like, hearing your dad's name that's and shit. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fact. Um, I wouldn't even necessarily say I'm not a fan anymore. Like, I mean, his music ain't good now, but, like, <laughs> up, like a couple years ago, like, maybe 2016, 2016, I don't have a problem with listening. I know how to separate the person from the 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 art form. Right. His music, he like he he's he went diamond twice. Like he don't he doesn't make bad music. You feel me? But that I'm a fan of his music. I don't have to be a fan of him. I'm not saying I hate him either, because a lot of people always be like, "Yo, you hate Fifty? That's your op." That's I can't. I'm 28. He's 40 something years old. How can that be my op? That's mm-hmm. not my op. Him and my dad is him and my dad. That's not my op. What do you understand from Supreme and 50 Cent's initial beef and how it initially even started? What do you hear? Um, well, I just feel like from my knowledge and what I know, I feel like 50 was just mad that my dad didn't want to take on him as an artist. Mm. Like, why are you dealing with Murder, Inc. and Ja Rule and them and you could be, I'm from your neighborhood. Like, sign me. Get me signed. Mess with me. And my dad was with them. He, my dad's loyal, so he's going to be with the people. He's going to stay with the people he's always been with. So I guess 50 was like, you know what? I'm going to show you that I'm better than them, and I'm going to murder them too while I'm doing it. I want to prove to you, like, you should have been dealing with me the whole time. So it was kind of like he idolized or he looked up to my dad, and he didn't really like that my dad didn't want to, like, embrace him. Like, come, 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 let me stamp you. Like, he stamped Ja Rule and he stamped Murder, Inc. He, I think 50 wanted that too. It's crazy because that, that story is almost exactly the same as Gucci and BMF. Mm-hmm. Where Gucci, like, B- BMF wouldn't fuck with him because he's a robber and he was, like, too crazy or whatever. So then Gucci basically says, like, all right, fuck y'all and does his own thing. And then they tried to kill him, which is also something I want to bring up is that allegedly at one point your dad dropped that bag on 52, which mm-hmm. must have been kind of weird for you as a kid to even figure out, like, oh, my dad is, like, allegedly capable of such things. Mm. But that's why you use the word allegedly. Right. So it's not we can never really prove yeah. it. But I mean, I feel like um, I don't really base anything that I do of, of gossip or like chir- like chirps about something. Like he, I mean, and who and where does where does it say that he was the one that did it? I don't even I don't even think that's like a thing. I think people just came up with that own conclusion on their own. I mean, if you watch Fifty Cent movie, it just seems like your dad was majestic. That's all subjective, and- though. You feel me? That's all subjective. Like it's not—it's not proven. But do you really think your dad wouldn't be care- capable of putting money on somebody's head? Because to me, it seems pretty obvious that that was the kind of thing that he probably I don't, did I don't, do I, at I times. Don't, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. I feel like if you're that deep in the drug game at a certain point, like if I was going to become a guy who's buying and distributing kilos of cocaine, yeah. At a certain point, if somebody robs you, you got to be ready to kill him. But or. If- Pay somebody else to kill him. But I feel like it's some it's some people that was in that life that's more diplomatic than others. Right. So if you, if, I feel like if you know how to carry yourself and you know how to talk to people and people just respect you off, you know how you carry yourself, you you might not need to push the button on them. But I feel like nobody, nobody, nothing gets respect like violence. Like if you're gonna be in that world yeah. where violence is how things are resolved, at a certain point. You don't become King Vaughn unless you make it clear that you're down to do some fucking drills. You yeah, know? yeah, that's true, that's true. But um, so if you was in the streets, you you think you would drop a bag on somebody? For sure. I think most street people probably do shit like that, right? Or they do it themselves. They only don't do it themselves when they get too famous for to do it. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would agree with that. But the more that yeah, we, the more we learn about rappers, whether it's Boosie or Young Boy or whoever. 
at a certain point you start realizing like, oh, once dudes get big enough, if they're really in the street shit, mm -hmm. they start dropping bags on people. Let me ask you this. What about if your rep, you know how they say your reputation precedes you? Yeah. So what if people think that you do that and then they'll like start that domino effect and now people are even scared to even test you because they think that you would do that. Then all the better. If I'm a gangster you get what I'm and people are saying that I dropped the bag on somebody, I'm going to let them say it exactly. no matter what, even if it's not true because exactly. that shit is just going to make you more feared and respected, right? And that might have been his case. People might have just respect. First of all, he did his time because this is not his first bid that he did. He'd been, you know, he did bids before. So if they like, okay, this guy, he did his time. He never told on nobody and mm. he's, a, he's like maybe have the capabilities of doing that let's not even fuck with this guy right i yeah. think 50 was probably like the only person that even attempted to like go against or like speak out or like say any ill things towards him right like I, I haven't i never heard that because people people loved him and they respected him like he was doing basketball tournaments in the neighborhood he was giving families money he was like he was a generous person so I feel like that's when Nori be like, is it better to be loved or respected or something like that? Like, I feel like it's better to be respected. And, and people forget, though, but the main thing that people would hate on 54 when he first came out was because of songs like Ghetto Quran that basically took all this old ass street shit mm -hmm. and put it into the music and told stories about your pops and whoever else. And people would call him a snitch for that. And 50's response was always, there are books out there mm -hmm. that have all this information in it so you can't say that i'm a snitch when all this shit is publicly available which is another conversation we still see playing out all the time where somebody like jay main will come on here and say i saw tay savage shoot at so-and-so and then people call him a snitch and then he says well look at this youtube video and this youtube video that have three hundred thousand views that have the same exact shit that but i just, just talked because, about but just because it's already out there don't mean you got to say it either true if it's already out there why do you have to say it people right. already know so i feel like if you add fuel to the fire you you just as guilty Right. You get, so is that, and that's the diff, that's the fine line between snitching, dry snitching, and just shutting the fuck up. So you do feel like Ghetto Quran was dry snitching? I didn't say that. No, I'm asking. That. Um, me personally, no. But the people who was in the song, they don't want to be talked about. They're not entertainers. They street people. So you saying their names and songs, like, what if they still active, or what if they trying to change their life? What if they in church now? What if they like? But when he was doing it, he was doing it like as like paying homage, I feel like. Mm. But the, if somebody told you they don't want their name in the song and you know they don't want their name in the song, just respect it. Don't put their name in the song. But I feel like he just was like, yo, I'm going to do what I want to do and still, and still did it. And the difference between him and like an author is that very few gang members are going to go shoot a guy who wrote a book about their crew or whatever. Yeah. But... If you're a participant, if you were a guy who was around when we were coming up and yeah. now you're a famous rapper or whatever, being a rapper, you're still basically like in the streets because yeah, you're surrounded by the street shit that's no matter what. So you can understand why him putting in the song to them is way different than a book because yeah. realistically, like less than 1% of the people who listen to that song are ever going to read that book. I don't feel like he did nothing wrong with the song, though. Mm. It's a dope song. And he's just paying homage to his neighborhood, to his, to his borough. So I don't, me personally, my thought process I don't think that the song was wrong and mm -hmm. I like the song like I used to listen to the song in the car like you feel me like I want to listen to it right now it's a classic <laughs> what's your relationship with uh Irv Gotti because uh from everybody who kept up with the Supreme story Irv well what we think is Irv's money came from Supreme or why did Supreme no it wasn't I'll, none of that I'm, I'm a, so I'm gonna answer that's a two-part question so I love Irv that's that's home team that's family Irv is amazing. Like, he's a musical genius. 
he's into films now. Like, that's my guy. I'm riding with him against anybody for me because why wouldn't I? That's family. And you see, I got loyalty on my arm. Like, that really mean I'm loyal to her, who I'm loyal to. And um, to address the other thing you said about the whole money thing, Irv was DJing. He was in music. He'd been interning. He'd been with Leo Cohen. He'd been with all of them, like, with Rough Riders and doing the thing with DMX. And, like, how can Preem be giving him? Like, that's stupid. That's what I'm saying. People, You will see something in the media and people will just blow that out of proportion and then create their whole, a whole different narrative and just make it fit their criteria, what they want to promote, like their agenda. It's impossible for Preen to be, have given Irv any money. That's like, are you serious? But the fans obviously thought that too, though, because that's what they they just wanted to try to tie them together in a negative way so they can get a conviction. So even if it's a lie, they're still going to uh, promote that lie just so they can get a conviction. Cause they felt like maybe if we attach y'all to him, maybe y'all turn on him and just cooperate with us so we can get him. And Irv and his brother Chris, they didn't do that. They, they that's why I said I can never say nothing bad about neither one of them because the government, the feds offered them eight months, and they was facing 25, 30 years. And they said, yo, if you say that he did this, we'll give y'all eight months. And they was like, nah, we're not doing that. So I can never say nothing bad about neither one of them. They solid. And you don't, you're not going to really find people in the music business that would have did that. Were you rooting for Ja Rule hard when him and 50 were really going at it? Were you, you a see, murder? But I was a were fan you, of 50. Were you hollering, murder! <laughs> um, <laughs> Off the school bus? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um, or from the, the driver's car. But no, I feel, like, I feel like Ja, ja people like shit on Ja a lot. Up, yeah, until, he, up, he, up until like two or three years ago, they were shitting on him. He got an unfair deal in that whole thing for sure but I feel like I got I, I had to root for Ja mm. Ja go up against anybody I got a root for Ja that's home team I, I would look crazy if I didn't root for the home team who am I I'm like I'm not true to myself if I go against the home foundation mm. so when they was going at it I just felt like if he didn't address 50 maybe it would have turned out differently for him but I feel like everything happened for a reason and now I feel like Ja's being celebrated more like of the last maybe two or three years, like he mm -hmm. did the verses with Fat Joe. You know, Josh still doing tours. He's doing shows. He has a wine company now. He's back in film. Like, he does a whole bunch of different stuff. So I don't really feel like... It just sounds cool and funny to say, yo, 50 murdered that nigga. Like, yeah. it just sounds cool to say that. But he really didn't, though. Because even though that whole trial was going on with Murder, Inc., then the label thing was going on. So, like, People never talk about that part. They only talk about, yo, 50 murdered that nigga. And, and this is the thing is that I was one of those kids at the time because I was a 50 Cent super fan, Junior super fan. But there needs to be a little bit of historical revisionism because the truth Revisionism? Is, yeah. Well, we got to revise some shit because that narrative took the world by storm. Of yeah. like A big part of 50 blowing up as a rapper was not only the huge records and everything, but also people loved the idea of you taking out a fellow rapper and destroying their career or whatever. That's what the rap that's what the rap game about. But the truth is is that around the time that 50 came out, people were kind of getting sick of Ja. Like his star was already yeah. starting cuz yeah. he was he had become so huge on yeah. like a mainstream radio level yeah. that people were kind of losing interest and then the Fed case and like all this other kind of shit was like going on around the same time and 50 was going to blow up either way. So he kind of like used that moment to be like, look at this rapper that I destroyed. Wait, but wait, the wait. truth is, is that was kind of happening anyway. What you mean 50 would have what you mean 50 would have blew up either way? I don't think 50 needed to pick a fight with Ja Rule to blow up when you have records like in the club and all this other shit coming out at no, that but time. No, but that came out after. He was like as soon as he came in the game, he was taking shots at people. 
And True. Yeah, so I feel like the, the I feel aura like he, of beef in general. Yeah, I feel like he needed Murder Inc. to become who he became in a way. He needed my dad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Maybe. I feel like to a certain extent, though, he, the music would have done it anyway, and the Dr. Dre co-sign and the Eminem yeah, the doc, shit and everything, the doc, yeah, you know? you can't never dispute the Dr. Dre co-sign. Yeah, but definitely it made him appear to be like a more solid gangster-ass dude. The fact that he got shot and survived, and I, I heard you in one interview saying that you think that he exaggerated how many times he got shot, which I don't know if that's true, but I definitely believe it's a possibility because it was, it, it, he used it for marketing. Everything is about marketing. Yeah. And who, like, nobody never going to see him in person and ask him, yo, let me see your bullet holes. So, I mean, he could have got shot one time and said, you feel me? Mm -hmm. People do that. Not necessarily just putting all the buck on him. I'm talking about rappers in general. Uh, if they got shot three times to make themselves sell more records, they're going to say, yo, I got shot seven times. People right. have done that. Historically, people do that all the time. So, I mean, who are we to confirm or deny what happened? But if you really want to think about how fucked up rap is, think about the fact that it used to be that if a rapper got shot... That was enough for their their whole next album, et cetera. Like that made that was you the rollout. Gangster. That was the rollout. Now, if you get shot, nobody even really cares, and you basically have to be like a killer or an ex killer in order to get like that kind of interest. Or from go people. to jail and beat your case and come home. Right. Yeah. Something. Like, yeah. But that's it's crazy that you gotta go to jail or shoot somebody or kill people to be like sell records. People don't, be, people don't care about the music anymore. It's not just about the, the, the art. It's right. about what comes with it. I mean, Lil TJ got shot a whole shitload of times and it's not like he turned into 50 Cent where everybody was like, oh my God, he's so gangster or whatever. But then, I feel like getting shot now is more normalized than it was back then. Totally, yeah. You feel me? Which is wild. Bro. Which is crazy because yeah. Biggie and Tupac happened. They actually died from that. So you would think that it was worse back then, but I think that it's normal now. Like, oh, he got shot. Okay, did he die? Okay, all right, whatever. That's nothing. All right, people move on. Yeah, move on yeah. the next in three days. Yeah, it's Squab. crazy how things change, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, all right. So, what was your thoughts on recently? I know you had to see the uh, the paperwork that zipped it with the drip drop. With apparently they saying that Bimmy might have been uh, an informative uh, informant. He did a uh, Math Hoffa interview denying it, which I still have to watch. You didn't watch it yet? I didn't see it yet. Have no. you seen any of his rebuttals, Bimmy's rebuttal no, on really. the internet? Are they convincing? No. I mean, really? no. I mean, like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I feel like you don't have to address everything that people say about you. You get what I'm saying? And then they say, oh, if you don't, if you don't, uh, a rumor that's not denied becomes the truth or something like that. But that's not true. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like Zip did what he needed to do. And... I thought it was hilarious, actually. So you thought Bimmy shouldn't have addressed it? He should just be stay Why? Why? If somebody called me gay, I'm not going to go on 17 different 
platform to say I'm not gay. And did I he do I'm, that many interviews? I think he only did like Bro, he's been on YouTube since that happened. I never yeah. seen him that much on YouTube ever. But now that this happened, like, and then you say you don't play the internet game, but you on the internet. I don't understand that. You get what I'm saying? So been me someone you don't have a relationship with that was a part of the Supreme No, game. I knew him. I, I definitely knew him. And, um, you know, he gave me a pair of Gucci shoes one time when I was a little kid, but that's probably as far as it'll go. He, I mean, the way he painted the story was like he took care of me, he paid for my school tuition and all that stuff, but you gave me a pair of Gucci shoes, like, thanks. <laughs> right. At least it's something, because you hear about people all the time who basically their their dad gets locked up and then you never, they never even hear, like Mama Duck, the way that she talks about some of Duck's old affiliates who never came around or never did anything for her after. He but, a lot of, but, but a lot of people that you would, and first of all, my dad also told me when I was from young, like, yo, nobody's obligated to do shit for you. True, yeah. Like, don't go up to people expecting anything because off the strength of me. Mm. Like, he doesn't, he wouldn't even allow me to do that. You get what I'm saying? So I always kind of had in my mind, like, I used to be mad, though, like, why the fuck I'm not, you get what I'm saying? Like, because he's this person, everybody talks about him and glorifies him Why nobody's, like, giving me a job or, like, that used to play on my, my, my mental. I used to get mad about that, but now... I feel like it's more gratifying for me to work for what I want. Right. And then they see me working and then they come instead of me, just, instead of them just being like, yo, oh, that's premium. So let me give them a million dollars. Even though that would be cool. I'm not saying don't do that. Anybody that wants to do that, <laughs> but like I, I can, I can work for it. You feel me? Like I'm, yeah. I don't have an issue working. And that's what I say. I get that from my mom. The work ethic is from her. Like, I don't know. I don't mind going to Cali to do no jumper. Then going to fucking Atlanta to do another interview and then coming back to New York. To do, I don't mind doing that. I like, I like the work. I like the journey. It's a weird position for you to be in because it's like on one hand, you don't want to make your whole existence predicated on your dad, which you really didn't have anything to do with like all mm -hmm. the stuff that he did before you were born and shit. But then at the same time, you do want to like use anything you got. It's like, if you're a hot girl, you're going to use the fact that you're hot and to, you got to big get ass get titties and a big ass. You're going to use, gonna, I feel right. like, I feel like whatever card you was dealt in your life, you're exactly, supposed yeah. to use them. Right. You can't get your hand and say, no, I don't want this. I'm going to turn it in. Right. No, I'm, I got dealt these cards. And I'm going to use them. Like, that's not me being an opportunist. That's not me. No, I didn't tell God, yo, I want to be preem son. That it happened that way. So I'm going to, Use it to my advantage. And if people don't agree with that, I mean, I don't give a fuck if you don't agree with so it. So it's not. more not like a you don't feel obligated to keep the name alive. It's more just like just working your move. You know, he hates that shit, though. Really? Like, he's like, yo, bro, like, you don't need to keep my name alive. Like, make your name. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I, I'm trying to explain to him, like, yo, you don't understand the Internet. Like, me being on the Internet could actually help you. You get what I'm saying? But he's he's like... From that era where there was no internet, there was no pictures, they didn't floss anything. Like he's from that era, but he but he just doesn't doesn't get this era. So you know, a, a son trying to explain something to their father, it's kind of hard when he's been and like me, away. yeah, like he's like I'm not trying to hear nothing you saying. Yeah. Get off that internet. Stop trolling. Stop arguing with people on the internet. Stop. But I'm like, yo, like you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like this is how we can make money now. What kind of life does he want for you? Like he uh, he told me one time, like he had got mad at me one time. He's like, yo, go work at the fucking post office. Go be a garbage man. Like why you want to be on the internet? But he, I, I can't even be mad at him because he doesn't understand the internet. Like I can make a million dollars on the internet and help you come home. He could have been a garbage man too. If I told him, to do yo, something very yo, different yo, you know, life, so, yeah. but if I told him that though, it, <laughs> yeah, you get what I'm saying, like, right? I probably would never hear from him again. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, it's got to be kind of weird because 
like uh, I've interviewed Chet Hanks before, and it's just obviously kind of odd for him to be in this position of having a dad who's so fucking famous, and then he has to just like kind of figure out who he's going to be and what his life is going to be like and everything. And he's just you know, you know it's just like kind of a a weird is it thing Catch Twenty Two? But that's his dad is like one of the most beloved actors of all time, and for you, it's from a different thing because it's it's not like. You just have this like wholesome dad. Your dad has a reputation for being, you know, ruthless and like, you know, mm-hmm. enterprising in the streets. So people are not are gonna kind of expect you to be like tough to a certain degree or whatever. Was that ever weird growing up and having people just expect that you absolutely. need to be on some superhero shit? A- absolutely. It was like I said, when you were a teenager, like you can't really what I learned early is that you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. So the people that was telling me, yo, you got to do it like your dad. Your dad wouldn't be, yo, you got, yo, you nothing like him. Yo, you got to do this. I feel like they were trying to send me off a cliff. Right, because your dad probably realistically never would have been able to become as big in the streets as he did in this day and age. Because with technology and surveillance and all this shit, yeah. it's just not that many drug kingpins these yeah. days, realistically. Yeah. You yeah. get caught. You're not allowed to be a famous drug dealer these days, that's pretty much. Fact. Yeah, that's a fact. But you, but a lot of people don't know. My dad had like barbershops, laundry mats, cab stands. Like he was a, I, f- I feel like he was a businessman before anything. Mm. And I also feel like in that time, like I said before, like it's either you were taking them or selling them. So which one would you have rather been doing? Right. Well, you probably would have wanted to take them too, though. I took a lot of drugs in my yeah. life, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you was either taking them or selling them, or a family member was on them. Mm. So I feel like when the, the environment that you grow up in, you a product of your environment. So I mean, what are you supposed to do? And it's also weird where. During the 80s, maybe certain crimes would only get you a couple years or get you less than five years type shit. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's 2022. And if they catch you with fucking bricks of cocaine in your trunk. You're going to get life. Yeah, you're getting thrown in jail for a long ass time. Unless you tell. and, And now everybody knows what drugs do to you. Whereas in the 80s and shit, it was just not as clear and like. Yeah, you would see some of it, but you would see crackheads and shit, but then you would also see, like, all these super successful people are cokeheads, and they're in nightclubs doing this shit, and it was just, like, a a more normal part of our culture, whereas, yeah, people still do coke and shit, but they understand that they're doing something that is, like, really kind of seedy and on the edge of, you know, being viewed as terrible by the culture or whatever. Yeah. Do you think he was ruthless? I mean, from From what what you you hear. What you know and what you read. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, 100%. But Yeah. What about you? Yeah, with your dad. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like he. Uh, sound. All right. So there's another rumor that you can't be a pussy and end up in that position. Have that ranking. <laughs> you can't be a pussy kingpin. I don't think so. Because at some point, somebody, if you have millions of dollars that you're making on the street and you're a bitch, somebody is gonna come and take that shit from you. But what if you have people that protect you though? Then you're not a bitch because you got motherfuckers protecting you. I what, might be what, a bitch. But I can't they- fight. But I got security out there that'll shoot somebody for me, and I got a lot of people that might do something for me. So it's like I don't need to be a fucking prize fighter, right? Yeah, but what if you? But what if they just do it because they love you? What, what if? What if? I'm still paying for being the bills. A, for be, it's still it, part of my organization. He pays at, them. At one point, a human being becomes bigger than just himself. If yeah. you're able to build up an organization around you or whatever, Absolutely. and, that's, and yeah. that's what that's what happened with him. Yeah. He just became big because he was able to. You feel me? Mm. But I don't feel like that's necessarily mean that he was ruthless, though. I mean. You also hear stories that he's probably the one that uh, was involved with Jam Master J getting killed. Or no, I, I think they found the people that did that, or what allegedly, or whatever like oh. that. People have been already like convicted, or they fighting their case for that. I think, like I, I don't. But you heard the rumors that it was connected to your dad. Like I know. You I mean, I feel like every, I feel like they want to put everything bad that happens in Queens and connect it to him in a way. And I don't know why they. I think that's an agenda that they're just trying to push. Like if something happened to an older guy. 
in Queens, like, oh, yeah, he might have did it or his cousin might have did it or his nephew might have did it. Like, yeah. that's just what they want to promote just because who else can we say did it? The mm -hmm. rumor was because uh, Jam Master J is the one that actually discovered 50 Cent and he played a part in 50, 50 Cent career actually being. But when he, 50 was with Jam Master J, I don't even think he was lit. Like nobody knew before who, that, yeah. It was yeah, like the first knew, person who helped yeah. him in his career, right? Yeah, but yeah, just be, but like I know people that helped me five, ten years ago. It didn't really. I'm not. I'm more lit now than I was when they tried to. You feel me? Like just because Jam Master J helped him with a record deal that didn't even amount to anything, you think that this guy is gonna? That's just that's people think life is a fucking movie. Like that's a movie script that we're reading right now. It's not like that's not even realistic. But it is crazy to think that if you became little baby. You know, then everybody who helped you throughout your career that has stories about you early on in your career before you became this crazy superstar are going to be doing fucking interviews on platforms telling regular ass stories about, yeah, one time I seen him and he was falling down drunk outside exactly. the club looking like a bozo. Exactly. And that, if you're a little baby and somebody's got a story about you from back in the day like that, it's it's huge. You know, that's like you, you're getting Could an be. interview off telling that story, which is kind of crazy, yeah. I mean, and people, everybody wants to be famous. Fame is like the, the, the most severe drug. So if I got a story about Adam or I got a story about you and I don't think nobody heard it, I can even, if the story is 4% true and the, red, the other 96% is just me adding shit into it, I'm going to say that story online and go viral. Everybody wants a viral moment. Everybody wants fame. Everybody wants clout. And, like, that's just what it is right now. You get what I'm that saying? Is, I, I never even thought about this before, and I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but that is true, is that there are people that whoop my ass 10, 15, 20 years ago, and if they were to do a fucking interview with some shitty-ass platform and tell that story, mm -hmm. they might get 100,000 views from just talking they, about beating me up when I was 19. And you know what they're going to do after that? They're going to start a YouTube channel. And then, sure. they, and then they monetizing, whooping your ass. Damn. So you just gave probably seven people an idea just now. I hope they don't see this episode, yeah. So you never been like <laughs> you never been like a fighter. I would have fun with it. No, I grew up fighting all the fucking time. I just can objectively kind of look at myself now and be like, yeah, you ain't exactly fucking Brock Lesnar out here, buddy. Yeah. 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 Type shit. More like uh, John Jones. What's your beef with Fifty Cent Son Marquise? Um, yo, you know what's so funny? I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get away from. Marquise or 50 like the questions the what's Marquise up to these days I never see him I, I never uh, I, I haven't thought about that name in years I and like I feel like I keep him relevant in a way not even trying to be funny but I feel like I keep him relevant All right, well, nobody was talking about him but everybody needs an op I'm not I'm <laughs> that's not really my op though I just feel All like right. you know we was young kids we took a picture that's yeah we took the picture it was blown out of proportion. I was trolling because I seen how viral, I just said everybody wanted a viral moment. It was going viral on somebody else's page. I'm like, no, I want some of that traction on my page. I reposted it and it just took a life of its own. And then everybody automatically just made us into oppositions or I probably paid, played a small part in that too, but I feel like it took a life on its own. But that was the first and last time I've ever seen him in my life. Like I'm not cool with him. I don't know him. Uh, I, we was we had got an opportunity presented to us to fight, do a celebrity boxing match, and I DM'd them. And that's what the DMs was about. Yeah, so I did. Yeah, yeah like come on, he talking about I'm fanned out, bro. You who, nobody knows you. Who are you? Yeah, you Fifty Cent. Okay, what else? I'm Prem Son. I'm not gonna be. I didn't even know you, guy. You're not on the internet. How would I know you? So he tried to say, oh, you was fanned out. You want to take a picture? You want to? You was DMing me your number, bro. I don't want to be cool with you. I don't like men. <laughs> you feel me? But he tried to spin it. So I'm like, okay, you tried to spin it based off what like what were you trying to do 
Like you was trying to get clout. You were trying to go viral because why would you spin it as if that happened? And you know, that's not how it happened. Cause how the fuck would I know who you are at 19 years old, 18? I don't know who you are, bro. We was in a club. We was drunk. Yo, a guy said, yo, take this picture. Y'all too. He knew who both of us was. Wait, guy, so when you took the picture, you're saying you didn't even know that was 50 Cent Son? I did, I did oh. not know who that was. It was a, another guy I was with. I'm I'm clapped. I'm, you feel me? We, we having a good time. We drunk. I'm, he like, yo, 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 come take this picture. We took the picture, and then that was that. Neither one of us knew who each other was, bro. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's and hard to believe, not going to lie. Like, damn, there's no way. So y'all living in the same area. Y'all got the... Well, you from Long Island. I'm from Queens. I don't be in Long Island. You feel me? We but had, you're, you're both y'all, you know what I'm saying? There's a huge famous movie about 50 Cent and his Mar- dad's Marquise situation. wasn't in the movie, though. But just <laughs> the lore around it, it just would be hard to believe. Like, damn, both of y'all didn't know anything about each other at all? Nah, we didn't, bro. We didn't. I seen and, we Queen, still, and we still don't know nothing about each other. I seen you got a lot of backlash for taking the pictures, though. Like, what was the backlash? The backlash was because I was trolling. And people felt like I was trying to separate a father and a son. And I'm like, yo, I have nothing to do with separation. Like, they would have been separated. It's the mother. It's, it's Marquis' mother. It has nothing to do with me. I couldn't fuck up the relationship or help repair it. You get what I'm saying? But now, in hindsight, like, 50 and Marquis' relationship... Like, I understand it a little bit more. I'm looking at uh, Marquise's Instagram right now, and, yeah, he's, like, talking about how he doesn't has, have his dad's phone number and, like, can't talk to him. Yeah, so, like, you crying out for help. That's pretty crazy. He, he's a Twitch streamer, too. But did you know that before you Googled it? No, I just <laughs> I just saw that now, yeah. Like, I haven't thought about him besides, like, knowing his name, like, 20 years ago type shit. And then you know? after that, when was the last time you seen him? I mean, I, I haven't he thought about it. recently because of complaining about his dad not giving him And then the time money. before that was the picture with me and him. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, why wouldn't you want to do a celebrity boxing match with me for 50K for three rounds, 20 minutes, 50K? Why not? There's yeah. another boxing match that, that was supposed to happen, too, with Drew and Paparazzi Poe, which is also Who's like— that? You know, nah, Paparazzi Poe. <laughs> Apple, son. Like, you got the Supreme son, 50 Cent son, mm-hmm. Apple son. What if so I the, told you that wasn't Apple son? I what, if I, told, I, what if I told you that? I've heard that before, but what do you know? That's not his son. Alpo went online and said, this is not my son. I don't even know who his mom is. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, everybody wants a viral moment. Everybody wants to be famous. Fame is a hell of a drug. I might have to eat some whoops and do my homework on that one. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. That's not his son. Well, we got to dig deeper. I've asked him about that personally because after we did an interview on No Jumper, he sent me pictures of him. With Apple, I believe, at a young age, just to, to clarify that. You seen those pictures? I think I do. You have think? My, I think I have it in my DMs. I, got, I, I want you to, yeah, I want I will, to show I'll me. I'll show you after. But he sent me pictures to, to, to show that that's his father for real. I asked him about it. He said that's his father. So why you said I think? Because I want I got to confirm that's <laughs> him in the pictures. But he, I asked him. I asked him. I so said, let me yo, ask you a question. since so, you did the interview, I've gotten a lot of DMs of people saying that you're not really Apple's son. So let me ask you a question. If he's brown skin, right? How can that, if there's a million kids that was brown skinned, how do we know that that was him? You get what I'm saying? He, come on, bro, stop. Stop it, bro. You think he's cloud chasing? Do I, do I think? Hmm. <laughs> do I, I mean, who, who can, who can confirm or deny it? I mean, it'd be a wild thing to make up, but I got, I haven't. You haven't you seen do people do some wild shit? You've oh, been, you've been true. in the industry a long time. I'm sure you've seen some wild, wild off the wall shit before. That is true. So, I mean, 
Then I think about paparazzi Poe just dropping, slamming the rakes. He was putting on a whole show on here, man. He's a he's a very animated yeah, guy. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we were supposed to do a boxing match too. Yeah. Where y'all relationship formed? That where you know him from? You know what's so crazy? You're the one who cut him. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Um. Where you know him from? How do I know him? I know him like he's one of those people that like. He just be everywhere because he doesn't have a house. So he'll be in that. He'll be in like seven different areas, and you'll be. And then I might know somebody that knows somebody that knows him. And then, you know, we hear. You know, it's, it's social media era. Like, but I met him. One of my people that I used to affiliate with, or not affiliate. I don't want to sound like no gang shit. One of the people I used to be cool with was cool with him. And like, I never really met him in person. Like, we'll be on the phone. We'll talk. We'll text maybe once or twice in our life, but. I seen what type of person he was early, so I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be around this guy. Like, it just he has like a black cloud over him for some reason. Hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'll, I'll pass. But um, he posted a picture, like a split screen picture with me, Fifty, my dad, and Marquise, and Sixteen shot him. Seen that picture, and that's how I got cool with Sixteen. Shot him. Me and Sixteen shot him. Then did mad con pause. We, he interviewed me. I, Take content together that sounds crazy no i'm sorry um he uh interviewed me like three times and me and him like you feel me like if you go on 16 shot on page he got the supreme shirt on that i made because he did on the radar i told him to come me on the radar and he came and i he put him on like me and him cool like you feel me and me and him did a couple interviews but that was because poe posted me on his page mm. so he kind of helped me in a way i guess right and indirectly, I'm pretty sure he probably didn't want to help me. And but he was is good clout. He was trolling. He posted the picture, and then you feel me? Took a life of his own, like a lot of this shit do. I seen somewhere where you said that your dad is bigger than Big Meech. Yeah, yeah, that was that started a lot of controversy. Yeah, it did. That people were on you about that. Uh, but you know why people was on me? Because BMF is being pushed. It being force fed down their throats right now, mm. so people are on. People's never gonna do homework. They only gonna go with the obvious answer, but sometimes the obvious answer ain't always the answer. You feel me? So if he has a TV show, yeah, mad documentaries, Little Meech is lit. They, you feel me? Like they, he's more recent. He's like in the early two thousands. You feel me? So my dad was in the eighties and the nineties. So of course people are gonna be arguing me about a whole bunch that they don't even know. And when I say more legendary. To reiterate, I'm not knocking Meech. I don't have nothing against Meech. I like Meech. I like Little Meech. I like Terry. I love the movement. Everything like it's it's not none. none of, I'm not trying to create no fake ops. Number one, but I just feel like they changed laws. They changed the law because of my dad. They people wanted to dress like him. People wanted to like you get what I'm saying. Meech probably took a page out of his book and then you feel me. He came before, so it's not necessarily me knocking Meech. You get what I'm saying? Nobody wanted to wear no full X white tees, bro. You feel me? Like people <laughs> At wanted that to, time they did. People wanted to dress like my father and his crew. You feel me? Okay. So when I when, when you say legendary, it's just like you was innovative. You was doing stuff before everybody else was doing it. People that's more relevant now, they took a page out of your book. So how can they be more legendary than you? you well, feel it's me? weird because it, this isn't stuff where people were keeping track of how many kilos were sold. Because yeah. that is how you would break down, like, who put in the most work. Or this guy was running this area for 10 years, and this guy was only doing it for eight years, and this guy sold 50,000 kilos. You know, all this shit yeah. that nobody knows. And it's, does, it's legend, does legendary status equate to money? Because I don't think it does. And how many people were familiar with what was going on with 
Atlanta and New York at the same time because that's really if you're around during both eras and we're kind of in both cities that's really like the only people that would be able to have like a super valid opinion on it I think for the most and part. which is nobody on the internet which is damn near nobody yeah. which is nobody on it so I'm saying like it got almost 30,000 comments all in the blogs combined it mm. got about 30k comments yeah, it was going but crazy. me the reason I know that is because I like looking in the comments and seeing people talk shit about me like I love that y'all leave a comment yeah um, not really fuels me I just like it y'all leave a comment on this uh interview and actually y'all let us know who y'all think was more legendary preem or uh Meech. You see how you just had to think about who uh, other than Prem? That's that going. I don't want to say Lou Meech because that was the next question I was about to ask you. What's your relationship with like with Lou Meech? There's no relationship with him. Never but, met him. but you feel me? He a cool dude. I don't so, got nothing against him. He cool. Do you watch any of uh, Fifty Cent uh, TV shows? Never. None of them. Never. Power. BMF. Never. I mean, there's other shows to watch. Yeah. I watch Shark Tank. I'm a I'm a Shark Tank guy. I love Shark Tank. Um, sports. Big sports guy. I don't really get into like the. I've been meaning to watch the BMF shit. I actually, as soon as I realized that Vlad saw it, as soon as it came out, and then interviewed everybody who's alive that was associated with it, I was like, "Wow, that's ingenious." Why the fuck? Yeah, he's very that? smart. Vlad yeah. is smart. Yeah, Vlad is definitely smart. It's definitely smart. But what, somebody could definitely do the same thing with the IP based on your dad, right? Absolutely. And that's what Irvagadi said. Well, then he's doing a movie. He's not doing a series. Oh, okay. I'm trying to start the series right now. Like the Supreme Team series, actually. Stay tuned. What if 50 Cent hit you up and said he wanted to do the series? Since he got all the BMF going, he got power going, would you be open with 50 Cent? You know Cent? he bought a garden in Baisley, right? Like it's a garden across the street from the projects where my dad lived at, and he bought that garden there. Why do you think he bought it? Because he's petty as fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I mean, it might have not been a petty move. He might have just wanted to be like, I don't know, man. Because anything I say about him, people are always going to think I'm talking negative about him, but that's yeah. not what I be trying to do. Me telling the truth doesn't mean I'm being negative. Mm. It just means I'm fucking telling the truth. I don't know why people hate the truth so much. Right. You can't ask me a question, and then I have to lie to you about what you asked me. Then I'm going to have to remember that lie. Then remember, like, it's the whole correlation of lies. So me telling the truth is not me hating on nobody. It's not me being nobody's op. It's not me doing none of that. It's just me just telling the truth, bro. So would you do it? So if 50 Cent had a bag for you right now, you see he's been successful with a lot of these TV shows. If he wanted to produce the the, the TV show about the Supreme team, would that be something you'd be... I mean, my first initial thought would be, yeah, I'm going to do it. But I would have to talk to the big homie first. Yeah. If the big homie don't green light it, then... You think your dad would even be able to be down for anything like that? I think he would need a lot of talking to. <laughs> I feel like he would say, fuck no. I think he would need a lot of... I mean, but he doesn't have a problem with 50. That's another narrative that's out. My dad doesn't have a problem with him either. Really? My dad, like, my dad's 60, bro. But he doesn't hold it against him that he's still talking about him after all these years? I don't think my dad really care about what's going on the internet. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Unless it's with me. I mean, I mean, when you've been locked up for that long at a certain point... Does it, it really matter? Silly, does, does, yeah. does the, what's going on in the internet matter? Or do you you trying to come home out of jail matter? You get right. what I'm saying? Like it's all about priorities. I feel like at 60 years old. Does it seem like there's a chance that he could come home? He got life, but I mean, like I said earlier, like we've seen some crazy shit happen. Right. Like yeah. You got to be optimistic. You feel me? Yeah. And I feel like he had, he has a, a documentary coming out called The Mundane Truth. Really. And it's about his trial. So it's like a lot of reenactments. They have um they interview people like it's like a docu series almost in a sense. So. I feel like all of the stuff that's happening now, like they changing the laws, you know, there's more information out there about what happened. Like all of this stuff, like I feel like the stars are aligning to mm. potentially 
that may be one day happening. You think I'm Ki- optimistic, if, so. If Kim Kardashian took interest in him, you think he might be home next year? Absolutely. Yeah. Star power. If you got star power, people advocating for you, of course. Of course. Why not? Yeah. Like Jay-Z, Meek Mill, Kim Kardashian. Like, I see the thing they're doing with Larry Hoover. Mm-hmm. Like, you see how Kanye, Jay Prince, and all these people are advocating for Larry Hoover? That something can come out of that, and I feel like people should be doing the same thing for my cousin Prince and for my father. Right? Like, why not? Because these guys, at the end of the day, no matter what the media says about them, they were good guys. Like, they helped a lot of families. I mean, contrary to belief, they did help a lot of kids. They helped a lot of families. They did positive shit too. So it's not just about everybody does good, everybody does bad. Why are these people the only ones that had to suffer or face the maximum punishment for? People change. What's your relationship with Prince? I thought he was your uncle. Or... No, that's my dad's nephew. So that's my first cousin. All right. Yeah. Because um, he had the reputation of being a shooter. He was the the hands-on guy from what they say. You know and, what I, and I also feel like that was another narrative because they said he had bulletproof hats and bulletproof BMWs and bulletproof cell phones. Like Hats? Yeah, people just make... <laughs> yo, I'm, people really want to live a movie, bro. They, a bulletproof fitted would weigh like 40 pounds. I'm in, the 80s, <laughs> in the 80s? In the 80s. Right? Like, you see the outrageous shit that these people be saying? Like, come on, bro. Like, we don't even know if he was a... Like, I don't even think he was a shooter, bro. I think that's just what the narrative was because he beat all his murders. So, I mean... How could he be a shooter if he beat the murders? Like, if you're not convicted, you ain't that, right? Vaughn beat all his murders. Well, the ones they charged him with. Okay. But Prince is, but, but back to your question, that's like, me and him is like this. That's still our relationship. That's my that. guy. That's my guy. The, Tony Yeo's career has been kind of like resurrected. He's talking on Vlad all the time. Some of the clips have definitely touched on uh, 50s past and stuff about your dad and stuff like that. Is there, do you respect the narratives that he puts out there or is there anything that you think is a little weird? What was one of the things that comes off the top of your head that you remember him saying about it? I honestly can't even remember. I didn't write this question down. I just thought of it. Right um, well, I seen him. I seen him. I'll help you all a little bit. Yeah. I, see, I seen him on Hoffa, and he was like, when you looked in Prem eyes, you see a whole bunch of souls in his eyes. Oh. Another person with some movie shit. That's like some movie shit, bro. Like, they trying to make this guy seem like he's the fucking dragon or something. Bro, he was a black dude with green eyes, bro. I mean, that might have been, like, not seen before, but, like, why would you go on Math Hoffa and say you seen souls in his eyes? So you basically implying that he was killing people. That feels like snitching even after all these years? I mean, if it's not helping him, it's hurting him. You right. feel me? Why he just couldn't say, yo, salute the Prime, you know, it is what it is, da 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 da, da. You but, had to go be animated and do that? But and if, I like Tony Yayo. If you're 50 or Yayo, it's like you kind of have to hype up your enemies because otherwise, what were you fighting against? Exactly. Like you have to talk That's about true. your enemies That's like true. they were some crazy-ass killers, That's you true. know? That's true. I never looked at it like that. They got to kind of, because it makes them seem bigger. Like, that's why 50 will still mention your, your pops after all these years is because otherwise he's just kind of a regular rapper, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, like that's, you, and that's why I said if it wasn't for him, it would, you, 50 career might have not catapulted how it did. Like, it was like the whole David, David versus Goliath thing. Like, and, and it's like 6 9 would have had a bunch of big fucking songs regardless, but if he didn't join the Nitrate Bloods, then exactly. people wouldn't have been as intrigued. Exactly. You, know, you would have just been a SoundCloud rapper. I feel like the world is intrigued and fascinated by street culture and, like, gang activity and, like, oh, yeah. people, people just are so fascinated by that I mean, shit. yeah, 50 Cent said it best. He said America got a thing, thing for, for this gangster shit. Yeah, that's it a, that's a that's a real statement. Yeah, you probably you probably got unit tattooed on you somewhere. I don't, but if I had been getting tattoos at that period in my life, I might have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been kind of cringy. Oh, uh, what about Basley projects now? Is it uh, gentrified or is it still? Hell no. I mean, you you got a couple Spanish people in there now, but I I don't think it's gentrified. Hell no. 
Hell no. It's too far out. It just hasn't got hit yet. Probably. I think Brooklyn was first. I think they was trying to get Bro- gentrify Brooklyn first, and then I feel like Queens will probably be, be probably be next. And then the Bro- I think the Bronx will probably be be last, maybe. I really need to go to Brownsville because when I lived in Bushwick, everybody would like Brownsville was the bad place yeah. that you could go if you wanted to. Still but is. You, people just knew, yeah. But then I hear people telling me it's getting a little gentrified. So I really want to go see what the fuck it yeah, looks like. Yeah, but you know the thing about gentrification in New York is Slow. this week, this this block will be gentrified, and then you turn the corner and it's yeah. back to reality. So I mean, I went. If I were you, I probably would have my security with me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a, or I'm gonna be in an Uber just. But matter of fact, you might you might be good because people know you. So yeah, you that's be, the problem. You, if you if, if you, <laughs> yo, if you yo if you can go back to when you first started podcasting or when you started doing your show, would you have like done it where like Vlad was behind the camera and like you not be on camera but you interviewing the people? Like, nah. You want to be if you wanted to be famous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I okay. always saw the value in that, and I think Vlad in a lot of ways was a genius for realizing that because it's easier for him to have people take over for him. Like he has all kinds of different people doing interviews for him. And as long as you're like solid at asking the questions, you can kind of pull it off. Whereas like for me to have people who are actually popular co-hosts on here, Mm -hmm. it is fucking hard. Like they have to really like you in order to watch you interview somebody on no jumper. Whereas Vlad kind of gets whoever. So he has a lot of people doing it. He just get journalists to do it really. Well, he gets, you know, people from hip hop and everything like that. But if it's just a voice, it's a lot easier for people to listen to like just a voice asking someone questions. But I I also see that when they know that it's Vlad talking, the the interviews do better numbers. So let me ask you this. So when you, based on who you hire and who you have on the show, like, if what if everybody hates that person? Do you is that a good thing too? If Their they days are probably numbered. <laughs> you know, like really? if everybody hates them. But yeah. I feel like if people tune into you because they hate you, they that's still views and that's still money. Oh well, if they hate watch you, then yeah, I mean that could be that could be I a feel thing. Like that's, yeah. I feel like that's me. I, like I said before, like I feel like people hate watch me, mm. but at the end of the day, I'm still producing the numbers. I'm still producing the engagements because like Floyd Mayweather, they hated him, but they still bought his fights. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like hate could be a good thing. But the thing is, is that I could interview somebody who's hated and have it really do numbers because people are kind of fascinated by this person they hate. But if you're going to be a host on here long term, interviewing people slash talking to different homies every week, at a certain point, they're going to like the hate thing. Unless you're like super entertaining as the villain, at a certain point, they're going to have to like you. Yeah. You know, you, uh... I don't know if we've ever had a host on here that people just hated and that's why they were popular. Maybe Flacco kind of comes yeah, to mind. I like, about to say, yeah, he, I like, he's like love, love hate but people do love him as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I like Flacco. When I first, when I came in just now, like Flacco, uh, he said, I, you like 50 Cent. He said, he asked you, are you 50 Cent son, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he asked me, was I his brother? He asked me, was 50 my dad's son? Is that son. a question that you get a lot? Bro, people, I think people, think I'm such a troll like when they see me they want to troll me before I can troll them mm. so they, they'll just ask me that but you know I I want him to unblock me I want 50 to unblock me because so he had me, got you blocked on Instagram yeah he's Why? had me blocked for like four years did you, you hit him up or like what, what caused it um because I asked him to do, let's do a DNA test mm. and he blocked me after that have you ever ran into 50 anywhere I seen him before before I took the picture with Marquise um, I used to chill with Prodigy a lot. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and RP to Prodigy. Well, yeah, where did that come from? That connection. Bro, I'm just I'm connected with a lot of things, bro. Like the guy who owned the club Griffin, uh huh, in the city. His brother was in jail with my uncle. So when my uncle came home, yo, come to the club, and then I got cool with the owner, and then the owner and Prodigy was best friends. 
So we was all at the guy who owned Griffin House one night, and Prodigy was in there. And then my uncle said, "Yo, that's Prem son right there." So Prodigy called me outside. He was like, "Yo, um, you know, it's all love. Like I know I might have said some stuff in the past, but like you know, I don't got nothing to get your pops. Your pops was a legend. You know, anything you need from me is all love, et cetera, et cetera." And then me and Prodigy just started hanging out with each other, like, and it was he was real respectful. So um, Mob Deep was having like an album listening party or some shit like that in the city. And 50 was there. And I was hitting Prodigy up like, yo, I'm about, I'm trying to get in. Like, how can I get in? And he was kind of spinning me. So I'm like, yo, why this nigga spinning me? I thought he was cool. And then come to find out he was spinning me because 50 was going to be there. Yeah. But I don't, but 50 didn't know me. But when he walked out, I was walking in. And Prodigy was spinning me, but I was like, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm still going to go and see if I can get in. I'm not going to not go. Like, I'm just going to take a chance. So I went up there and I wound up still getting in. But as I'm walking in, me and my uncle and like a couple other dudes, 50s and his security's walking out. And like, he look at me and then he just kept going and then he turned back around. Like, I felt like he kind of seen my dad or he seen me in a way or like a gut feeling. Like, he seen me and the way he looked, cause I'm, cause I'm on point, cause I'm like, damn, I hope this, you know. Cause 50 the person, if you run into him and you got problems, it could, it could. You get what I'm saying? But so he looked at me, he kept walking, then he turned, and then we like we turned back at the same time. And it was like a weird moment. And I don't know, like years later, he was like, yo, that was that motherfucker, yo. Like, cause he probably was like, yo, this nigga looked like Preem. It's hard when you get to the point where you know like 500,000 people because you'll see somebody in a club or in an event and your brain just takes a little bit longer than the average person to do the calculation and be yeah. like, Wait a minute, and that's then him. You, and then it'll hit you when you get in the car. That's how it hit you many it, times. It'll hit you yes. when you get in the car. Hell yeah. And then I'll be like, fuck, I should have done something. I should have screamed at that person. I should have said something. <laughs> should have spit on them. Anything. <laughs> what do you think would happen if you and 50 Cent run into each other knowingly? A conversation? Because I don't have a problem with him. I will I will wanna I will want to have a sit down with him where it's just me and him. There's nobody around. There's none of his goons around, none of my goons around. None of it's just me and him. And just drive around and me and him could just talk. Like, I want to know a lot of things. I'm sure he will be open to communicating with me about But I really want to pick his brain. Like, I want to have, like, a real conversation with him. You get what I'm saying? What would be one question or a main question that you have for him? He might see this. So, like, what's something that you wanted to ask him that you always wanted to, like, damn, 50, what's up with this? Hmm. What would be one question I would want to ask him? Does he love Preem? Like, do you love Prem? Do you got love for him? That would be definitely one of the things. Because I think he does. Like, I don't think he hate Prem. I think he got love for Prem. But by me saying that, what would be the reason you have love for this person? Was it because of this? Was it because of that? Was like, would it, like, I would, I would love, like, that's on my bucket list, actually. Like, for me and him to, like, have a real conversation. Like, a, and it's just me and him. Like, I don't want no cameras around. I don't want... I just want to talk to him and see what happens. I feel like 50 is someone where if, like, he, is, like, I, I heard you mention the 48 Laws of Power in another interview. I feel like 50 has probably read that book more than, like, anybody else in the rap game. Because he probably when, read that shit a million times. When I look at somebody, like, the way he handled his situation with Buck, when it says in the 48 Laws of Power, like, when you destroy, you destroy completely. That's a fact. I mean, he has not let up on Buck for the past 20 fucking years, and he probably never will. And I feel like that's the same 50 Cent who, because he hates your dad, might never want to have anything, never have a conversation with you. Like, like he would just you think eternally so? hate the whole bloodline. You don't, you don't think he would have? Maybe. Maybe he would, but I would not be surprised if he wouldn't because I also feel like he's just— But you know hate you and know? love is the same thing. 
haters. I love it. The underdogs on top. And, and just I'm to going to shine homie until my heart stops. 50 Cent <laughs> did actually write the 50 Laws of Power, like Robert Greene oh, and him collab. Did, did, I think no. he put me he in one of his books. He added two more laws. He put me in one of his books. Really? Yeah. And he was talking about Marquise, and he was like, yeah, Kyle McGriff or some shit like that. I think he put mm. me in one of his books. But I, me personally, I don't, I don't. I think that, you know, sometimes people get caught up in, like, when you, when you are uh, an actor and you do a role and you become that role, then you almost forget that you're acting. Mm-hmm. Or you almost forget that you're just playing a role for the time being. So I think that he had to like kind of like stay in uh, war mode, and he kind of lost lost himself a little bit. Because I don't, I really don't think he hate my father. I don't think so. I feel like Fifty is still connected to the part of himself that basically didn't get any support from the neighborhood. He got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and I don't think he's he's eager to let that go. I feel like to him that's like, nah, that's who I am. I hate those motherfuckers. If, if you was a person that had so gained and obtained so much success in your life, would you still be talking about your old foes? Or I still am, yeah. In fact, I am. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> There's so the, oh my I, I've made it further than I ever thought I would in my whole life. But a couple of months ago, there was a dude who I had a fist fight with in 2008, and it was like some shit where he was in the wrong. But he came up to me in a public place and decided he wanted to fight me. Really? And this motherfucker died. He killed himself couple months ago and i didn't really say too much about it but i would describe the way i felt i was like somewhat overjoyed when i heard about it from somebody dying fuck him yes he's a piece of shit but if and he deserved more death <laughs> so, so i you mean want so, him to resurrect and die so again. I, resur- I, I i understand you know like I, I feel how you can just hate someone forever because there's a lot of people but don't, if they but, die i'm secretly going to be laughing at the and, funeral? and it sucks though because it's like i told my girl i'm like oh my god i'm so happy this dude died and she's like you're a sick fuck yo but don't you think it take more energy in you to hate somebody Man, it was like a couple minutes worth of and it, it's not like bad energy it's like happiness like i'm i'm only experiencing like good feelings when homie kicked the bucket you like death like are you scared of death i'm not really worried about it i feel bad for my kid Personally, I'm not really, I'm not too, too committed to being here forever. Yeah. I'm 40. So it's, it's gone. I'm done. What's your thoughts on like the New York <laughs> drill scene was going on right now in New York? I feel like it's, mm, that's tricky, man. Cause I feel like, I feel like it's trendy. I feel like every couple of years in rap is always a trend that happens and then it'll be trendy and then it'll like leave. So I feel like get your money while you can get it now, but like it's just crazy because the stuff that they putting in the song is really what they doing. Mm. And I feel like like you're not smarter than that. <laughs> like you actually putting the shit that you actually currently doing right now in the songs and then like, you know, like I, I don't know. But I, I mean like get your money, man. Make your music, get your money, do whatever is gonna um, provide for you and your family, but just be smart about it. You get what I'm saying? Just be smart. It's just crazy because the drug dealers that we grew up kind of looking up to or the rappers that we grew up looking up to were talking about hustling and talking about being drug kingpins. And it's like, and they weren't really talking about being killers. I don't think they was talking about them doing it. They were just talking about the people that they looked up to that were doing it. And a lot of them were lying or or were talking about this other guy that they knew down the street or whatever. But it's just weird that now the famous rappers are the ones who either are the killers or are like, right next to the killers. It's crazy, right? And there's no room for you to be joking or lying about that shit because if they catch you doing anything that doesn't make you seem like a fucking super gangster, if they catch you walking down the street to the corner store, then everything that you ever said has been disproven. You a bitch now. You like drill music? I like it, but it's, a lot of it is kind of... Not uh, drill music. A lot of the, music. the Bronx shit... Yeah. 
<laughs> I like the characters. I'm interested in them and everything, but the style of it is just a little too aggressive for me. It's a little too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like Chicago drum more on average. I'm a Future guy. Future. That's that, that's, Future. that's what I listen to. Future, really? Young Thug. Feel me? Some old school R&B. Like I'm not. I don't want to listen to no drill rap. The deeper I get into the underground shit, the more I appreciate the Drakes and the Futures and the Thugs of the world that just kind of make like great music. Yeah, like know? that's because because drill music, like you're not gonna turn on a drill song in 15 years, 20 years from now, and be like yo, that shit knock. You ain't gonna mm -hmm. play no drill song at your wedding. You ain't gonna play like that's just for now. It's a trend. It's a. It's I don't a, know. It's, it's a phase. Been, drill been around for like 10 years now, and a lot of them songs still kind of. I think to it's phasing day. out. I feel like the Kendricks and the um, who's the 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 Y? What's his name? Y and Y and J. Which uh, one? Corday, Corday, yeah, yeah. the J. Right, Coles. Right, right. Like I feel like that's coming back into music to rap right now, or oh, it's trying to. Yeah. I feel like it's like another year. Drill will probably be going. I feel like I think the complete opposite. I think every city is literally creating their own drill scene right now. But when everybody starts doing it, ain't you gonna get tired of hearing it? Like how you just said earlier, everybody was tired of Ja Rule being up here. So if all the people that's up here is doing drill. You gonna get tired of that shit? You gonna want something new? I think Maybe. people are fucking infatuated with like truth and then with drill being like the the music that has the most truth in it i think that's why it's so raw and it's just sticking. it's like true crime plus music facts yeah. so i think that's why i don't think it's going away i think each city is just gonna plus have scared straight a little bit scared straight in there too most of those kids I, haven't been scared they, straight yet <laughs> no i'm saying like the age because they're yeah, so yeah. young they 14 15 year old talking about doing drills and shit like that but it, it is kind of wild when you think about it that there are very few drill scenes in america that really get like a crazy level of attention besides new york and chicago so and when you in new york where you be at oh shit the hotel <laughs> what borough like uh i stayed in williamsburg uh oh, brooklyn a year That's ago on a bmx trip Okay. But I did have a giant fucking armed security guard yeah, following me around the whole time. Do you remember me? Did I reach out to you before to did try we? to do work or something like that? I don't, I don't. Did we? I, I think so. I don't recall if it was. I got to check the DM history. Yeah. Might have Probably to. a lot of that going on. Mm. Uh, question I did have though, though, did you ever run into Slow Bucks or Trav or any of them being in New York? Cause, you know, they came up of, underneath 50. Yeah, of, of course. I mean, like, you got to remember, like, it's a small world, right? So, and my family. Is like I have a big ass family, so Trav was like best friends with my cousin, like my blood cousin, and like my uncle and all that, and like you know, I see see slow everywhere. He's everywhere. So I mean, yeah, they know me. I know them. Yeah. How do you think about Fifty Cent and Slow Bucks falling out? Remember the famous chain situation with Slow Bucks hopped on stage. I think it was at Summer Jam, and then Fifty Cent is well, not Fifty Cent, but yeah, Slow Bucks got jumped in the chain, got took on stage while Fifty <laughs> was performing. How you feel um, about that? I feel like if you a chess player, you're going to play chess. And I feel like him going on the stage wasn't a chess move. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it boils down to. Like, you you tried somebody and it got dealt with. Like, you feel me? But I feel like Slow is a person that is able to navigate through the industry. And he knows how to stay relevant. And he's a creative person. Do you think that... that Cause honestly, honest, I feel like that actually hurt the clothing brand. Like at one point, the clothing brand was kind of doing this shit, but ever since yeah. then, I think um, it kind of. But he's selling five hundred dollar hats now too. You get what I'm saying? So how much did it really hurt the clothing brand? Yeah. Like it might have hurt it for a time or a particular moment in time, but like if you're able to go through the storm and then still be standing once the storm is over, yeah. that just shows or gives a testament to who you are. But yeah, you know, I feel like if I got. Any issue with anybody, I had words with anybody, like I'm not 
if I see you, we got to get down. Like, we got to get to it. Like, I'm not going to go on your stage while you're performing. Like, that was in chess. You mm -hmm. feel me? Like, if you beefing with Tom, with Joe Blow, and then you see Joe Blow performing, are you going to go on his stage? Why he's performing if you know something just happened with you guys on the internet? Probably not, no. It's not smart. That was, like, I don't know what drug a person has to be on to do something like that. But I mean, to be fair, they did grow up together, so it wasn't like a total So if you, if you grew up with somebody, you know their temperament, and yeah. you know that what they're capable of, what they're not capable of. So I'm sure he's seen this guy act in that manner with other people, so you already know what he's capable of. So why would even... Put yourself in that you get what situation. I'm saying? If you make your bed, you gotta lay on it. Lay in it. That's just what it is. That's life. I made my bed with certain stuff. I did. I gotta. I gotta deal with. It. I gotta lay in it. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, it's so just, your father said he hates you being on the internet, but you obviously not don't have any plans on. I, he didn't. Okay, he didn't say he hated me being on the internet. He said he hated me trolling and arguing with people about stupid shit on the internet, mm -hmm. which is basically what I always do anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you looking to achieve from being on the internet? Well, I just actually just um. Well, it'll probably take into effect in like another three weeks, but I just signed a deal with the NFT company, a black girl baby NFT company. It's like promoting like the black women of the world, like putting them on the pedestal, like they're understanding their story and their their triumph and all that stuff. So I just did an NFT deal with black girl babies that'll be dropping in April 2024. You got to be a true believer to still be doing NFT business at and this point. And I feel point. like now is the perfect time of doing it. Sometimes when nobody's doing something, that's when you should do it. Like when it's oversaturated, then you feel me, you can hit or miss. Yeah. But now that nobody's talking about it and it's like past, I feel like it can make like to up to $20 million. I know this guy who... I've been to his house and he has just NFTs just hanging on the wall. And I know for a fact that they're all totally worthless now. And it's. But who's just saying. I think about it all the who's time. Who's just saying 10 months that it might not be worth a million dollars. Yeah. Feel me? It could. But at a certain point when the founders of the NFT seem like they've given up on it, then it's kind of like, oh, okay, there's almost nothing they could. Well, happen. they said the same thing about rap music. They said rap music wasn't going to be anything or that is dying down. Or, and now is the number one genre of music. So you, we can't predict the future. So just because something is seemed like is on a decline right now, yeah, doesn't mean that you feel me. In two years, it might not come back. Like yeah, that's with stocks. That's with what you have your investments. That's with crypto. That's with anything. Like. One day it might just plummet and then people sell their shares or they'll get out of it and then the shit will go. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, give or take. Yeah, I feel that. So what uh, what plans you got for the future? Like, So besides the NFT thing that I'm doing with the Black Girl Babies, uh, I got the Rich in the Hood podcast that I'm doing. I started my podcast interviewing, like, the street figures of New York and, like, the most notorious people in New York. But I'm getting out of that realm where I just want to interview street figures. I want to interview like NBA players because I have a relationship with all these people I'm interviewing. NBA players, football players, actors, rappers. Like I wanted to be an all-encompassing podcast, but I just feel like, you know, some of the street figure stories are so fascinating. Like I'm, I, even though my dad is who he is, like I'm still fascinated from other people's stories and what they've done in their life and their, their success stories and then they fall from glory and then they back trying to do whatever they're trying to do now. So, but I want to get away from just focusing on just that. Like, I don't want to be marginalized and just put into a box. So I'm doing everybody. And a lot of, I have a lot of relationships that you would be shocked that I have. And I'm just going to get everybody on the show. Where can they find your podcast at? On YouTube. Richard, type in Rich in the Hood. And it's simple as that. It's spelled, it sounds just how it's spelled. Rich in the Hood is in, in my bio. It's lit, bro. I'm doing the clothes. I'm very, fashion is my number one thing. I love fashion. Like, that's what I really want to do. I want to direct porn. 
Oh, that's one of my other things. Like, I you gotta do. get with my boy Adam right here, man. Yeah, I want to directing porn and fashion is the two worlds that I want to be. I don't even want to be like a podcast. Like I do, but on my priority list is directing porn and then fashion world. Music was never uh, anything that you. Tried Music to was probably fourth. Not me rapping, but me like own. I wanted to be like Birdman or like Slim. Like I wanted to be like the owners, and then if I wanted to rap, I had somebody write my shit. And I'm so fly, I can just spit the bars type of thing, like a Diddy. That's what I wanted to be. Mm. But definitely directing porn. Definitely. How would you direct the porn? What would you say? I mean, I don't even feel like I got to do... Like, if I'm hiring people that's professionals, I don't feel like I could just... My camera angles is basically what the clip should be. Like, I don't really feel like I have to say, oh, do this for that long, do this for that long, because they already know what they're doing. I just want to be the guy that's filming it behind the camera. The directors in porn that I've heard about that are really um, iconic or, like, known for what they do... I've heard about it, and they'll be like, "Okay, eat her pussy now. Jam oh, no, your I'm face in her pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, now lift her leg over yeah, her head or whatever." And yeah. I've, I've kind of always wanted to do that, but every time that I've ever been on set for plug talk stuff, that I was basically like paying the filmer and having the talent or whatever, I've always like thought about it. But then, like when I'm in the room, I feel like my presence makes the guy nervous. Yeah, and so I've had this experience a bunch of times where the dude couldn't get hard, so I kind of stopped hanging out while people were banging. Try to keep my distance. And yeah. Shit. Uh, I would want to, me directing it, I would just want to do like BBW scenes with people. Like I want to direct the BBW porn. That's what you're into? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think I am, I think I am into Shout the, out to all my thick sisters I, out there. You know, yeah. I type in, when I watch porn sometimes, I type in uh, BBW Latinas mm. and Pogs. I still haven't gone full BBW. But have I'm, you have you done BBW scenes? Well, back in the day, I used to fuck fat chicks off Craigslist <laughs> just for the hell of it. But no, not not on camera. <laughs> but when I was in Vegas for the ABN Awards, a few different chicks came up to me that were large, and they made it clear to me that they wanted to be my first BBW. So and what, and what happened? I just haven't done it yet, but I would like to do it. Yeah, like I think BBW Latinas and Pogs is like my favorite two genres. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, you, I'm so you don't like black women. That's my third favorite genre. <laughs> that's Dear my, Lord. That's my, that's my third favorite genre. Shout, Shout out to my you. black queens out there. Absolutely. A black girl babies, man. Yeah. But that's oh. not porn world, though. That's yeah, something positive. Two different sets of priorities. That's the NFT, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. P2, appreciate you. Thank, thank you for coming you, thank, through. Thank you for Great conversation. Yo, Adam, you know I've been hitting you up for years. No, I'm fucking with you. No, thank but you. I just looked at our DMs, and you, you sent me a music video link in 2021. But that I, I never opened the DM, and that was my first time looking at it. So. Okay, okay. Got but you. I just followed you. So. Got you. If you don't follow me, back on me. No, I'm not Hollywood. I'm, 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 I'm down to earth, man. Thank you. All right, shout out to my boy Remo for Definitely co-hosting shout and out, setting shout, this up. Shout out uh, China Mac for plugging me with Reem, too, man. For, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that's China how you guys Mac did. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Now uh, I think yeah, about it. That was another yeah. New York gangster. That's a, I mean, I Asian Prem. <laughs> you down? <laughs> The Asian Supreme team, that's going to be the new thing. Oh, that's a great idea. Hey, that's brand new. Shout out my boy Shana Man. I forgot he did plug me with you. That's yeah, a fact, sure. man. Shout, shout out, out shout out to Man. No Jumper, man. Shout out to shout out to the people that's doing what they're doing out there, man. Stop hey. trolling and stop clout chasing. I'm not a clout chaser. I am clout. It's a difference. Clout chase me. Hey. Signing out. Shout out Bel Air Rose, too, man. Can't forget about Ross, man. Shout out Bel Air Rose, man. That's what's up. Rich in the Hood Podcast. We here, baby. New York. Appreciate you, get man. the money. Supreme. No Jumper. Jeez. Coolest podcast in the world. Asian Supreme, coming soon. <laughs> NoJumper.com if you want to support. Bow!